when the truth is now treason, a podcast that annihilates the lies but defends justice and truth, particularly the truth. Welcome to yet another award-winning episode of Truth Is Now Treason. This is our story, part three. We're going to be talking to you about what a wild ride we had in 2023. You know, to preface this testimony that we're going to give, Lennox and I, we'd become very frustrated with those inside the church across America over the past few years. We were witnessing what we believed to be, it was either legalism or as apathy or deception and and some were even lying within the walls of the church. And now in 2021, God called us to begin our podcast, Truth Is Now Treason. Now, as most of you know already, we did this to be a voice for him. We had many tears that were shed, and we were making pleas to God, asking him, how can we work together with your churches rather than feel like the church is working against us? We believe that God answered that question through a series of events that's taken place in the last two years. We believe our story that we'll be sharing is just the beginning of how God wants us to partner up. The story of ours begins with suffering. In 2022, a couple years ago, is when our life began to fall apart. I began to have some health issues, and it began with my left knee swelling and hurting every time I would work out, to my right knee needing a full knee replacement. And I remember hobbling around for months waiting for surgery while Dietrich took over a lot of the chores around the house, as well as working more than full-time hours at his job. And he truly was a servant helping and waiting on me. He never complained one time, and it was a pleasant change for once. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I know. He modeled true servanthood. As always. (laughs) I was so amazed and blessed. You know, while this physical struggle with Lennox's knees was transpiring, we had an emotional battle that shook us to our core. It reared its ugly head in the early fall of 2022. We became estranged from someone. And it was somebody that we cherished then and we still cherish now, but we no longer had that beautiful relationship with this person. Yeah, and this severed relationship broke us inside. And to be honest, This caused a lot of tears and unwanted stress, something I know probably didn't help what was growing in my head unbeknownst to anyone at the time, except maybe to God. Yeah, Lennox began to experience more health-related issues. That began around mid-December. Now, we thought these unwanted health issues might just be stress caused by this broken relationship. But knowing what we know now, we know that it was the hand of God That was a catalyst that set these two specific incidents in motion. So this was the December of 2022. The first incident was when I was driving home from work right before Christmas break that year. I experienced stroke-like symptoms, and later at the emergency room, the doctors found no stroke had occurred. And I was relieved, and I remember thinking, hey, I'm good. I'm okay. See, there's nothing wrong, Lennox. Not so fast, because a week later, sitting at home, I had a second episode that now went across my chest. I experienced nausea, chest compression, 
my breathing changed and I just remember my heart rate just sped up. That made me think, well, maybe it isn't my brain, but rather something wrong with my heart. So the next day, I scheduled a doctor's appointment in which they did an EKG and found nothing. However, it was that day late in December that my primary care physician decided to just be safe and schedule an MRI. And by the end of January of 2023, doctors had confirmed there was a brain tumor growing inside my head. I was in shock at first, but then tears began to roll down my face and I never thought I would have to worry about a brain tumor or that my life could end like this. I mean, cancer maybe or heart attacks for sure run in my family, but I wasn't aware of anybody having brain tumors. We were reassured by the doctors that this type of tumor, it was called a meningioma, it's the best kind of tumor to have if you had to have a brain tumor because it's usually slow growing. Most are non-cancerous. Only 3% of all of them are cancerous. And the best place to have the tumor if you were going to have one was where Lennox's was. It was the right frontal lobe because there's more space for something there extra to grow. I mean, you know, who wants a brain tumor, right? <laughs> but, but we knew what they were saying. So this was labeled as stage one initially. So while we were now being referred to a neurosurgeon, Lennox had to prepare for her knee surgery that was coming up in a few weeks on February 15th. Fear like no other began to seize me right before my knee surgery. I don't know why, but emotions took a roller coaster ride from fear to loneliness to sadness to stress back to fear to dismay and distress. And it seemed like my emotions were all over the place, tearful mostly. And that was when God gave me what I needed from Deuteronomy 31.8. It said, don't be intimidated for God, your God is striding ahead of you. He's right there with you. He won't let you down. He won't leave you. So don't worry. And I remember one version saying, don't be stressed. And those were the exact words that I needed to hear. You see, God was telling me through that verse, he was going to be taking the brunt of whatever I was to face. He wasn't going anywhere, but right at my side. And this promise helped make that fear subside at times when I became most worried. And I began to pray and ask God to help me to be his voice through whatever this was that we were facing. I remember reciting that passage of scripture over and over when I became stressed. But I had my knee surgery and began the recovery for that. And let me tell you, getting knee replacements is not for wimps. And Lennox is a wimp. (laughs) (laughs) That's only because Dietrich hasn't gone through it, traders. He'll see one of these days. I've gone through you for 30 years. (laughs) But it was a very difficult surgery with many hours in therapy, and it was not a fun time for me. I became very wearisome and emotional and despondent for some reason. I was in a lot of pain and I cried out in prayer to God many times because I was tired of the recovery. That knee machine that they made me do like six hours a day for 21 days straight, I was just sick of it. But I pressed on. I was actually happy when the 21 days were up. Lennox doesn't realize, but I called that machine the equalizer. (laughs) Why? Because. It made you experience what I always experience. What? (laughs) Pain? Pain, baby. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, right. Your life is a joyride. <laughs> <laughs> you know, while Lennox's first three months of recovery from knee surgery was going on, we were also observing the tumor to see how aggressive it was, and we were waiting to get more information about how the doctors would treat it. So in April, Lennox had a follow-up MRI, and from that x-ray, the neurosurgeon was alarmed at what she saw. Because a normal meningioma, the type of tumor I had, grows one to two millimeters Per year, we were told. But mine had grown 10 millimeters in three months. And because of its significant growth, it had now infected my skull, which meant they would have to cut that piece of the bone out and replace it with an artificial piece. Also, we saw the x-ray, which showed the tumor's enlarged state and how it was now directly next to a vein in the brain. But the doctors were not sure if it had latched onto the vein. I looked over at Lennox and I saw tears begin to roll down her face. I knew what she was feeling because this was exactly what we did not want to happen. The uncertainty of surviving was staring us right in the face. The risks were higher and the complications in treating this were now greater. And I remember Dr. Pollock saying, our only option is surgery and you cannot wait. She called my case challenging and was going to present my case before other surgeons to get second opinions. Hours of more testing occurred the next couple of weeks. You name it, we did it. We did a regular MRI, a two-hour functional MRI, a five-hour cognitive test, EKGs, blood work, chest x-rays, more CTs, and within two weeks, my surgery was set to remove this fast-growing tumor. Now, after Lennox's six-hour surgery on May the 9th, I remember the doctors calling the family to the conference room, saying overall the surgery went well. The doctors informed us that they were able to remove all of the diseased bone and the tumor, and they had to shave the lining of the brain to get what they could, but they had to leave what was on the vein there. It was at this point when my heart sank, and I lost control of my emotions and broke down on the phone as I informed my family. Yeah, the rest of this day was a blur for me, but I do recall in the wee hours of the next morning, Wednesday morning, being taken down for my MRI, and I remember whispering as I was entering that tube, God, this is when you do the rest. And later on, around 11 o'clock that morning, the doctor's staff came in and reported to us that this recent MRI showed no trace of the tumor. I mean, the only explanation, obviously, was God took care of it. And I told the doctors that there were so many praying, and I know those prayers rocked heaven. I also specifically asked, because I knew I was going to be given a testimony, did you actually see the tumor on the vein? And the answer was an astounding yes. Right before Lennox's second surgery in June, the doctor told her some bad news. She has another spot on the left-hand side. This one is within the bone of the skull. Now, this really discouraged us both. Now, that spot is still there, according to the most recent MRI, but the good news is, is that it is unchanged. So we ask that you continue to pray for us because some other health issues have arisen as well with Lennox. We don't know what is causing these issues, but we are trusting God's promises to help sustain us while the doctors figure them out. 
And because the tumor, it was benign, it was non-cancerous, but because the tumor acted like cancer does, it was recommended that I complete 30 radiation treatments as a preventative measure to ensure nothing would grow back. I completed my last radiation treatment on September 18th of 2023, and boy, am I thankful that I only had minimal side effects. My body is still in the process of healing slowly. And matter of fact, <laughs> we joke about it now because every time I cough, my forehead expands. It's kind of interesting to watch, but it feels really weird. So this whole ordeal hasn't ended completely, but we are holding to God's faithful promises. As we know, God will continue to carry us through this trial period. But here are a couple of things that I believe God wants us to share with you. Yeah, the first one is God's omniscience. We all learned as a kid that God is all-knowing. He knows everything. That's what omniscient means. This confirms it. You see, the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body. Lennox's first episode that she had driving home that night should have happened on the left side if the tumor was what caused it, but it didn't. It happened on the same side as the tumor. As a result, the doctors had no explanation for her symptoms. This was confirmed both by her primary care physician and the neurosurgeon. That's why she was labeled as asymptomatic. We believe God knew that the tumor was there and caused this first episode to happen. And because the doctors found nothing after the first episode, she thought she was in the clear. He caused that second event to happen. Why do I say this? Because after the tumor was detected, Lennox never had any more episodes. The timing of this was crucial as well because the medical staff told her that if the tumor had not been detected when it was, in another month something serious would have happened to her and she would have ended up in the hospital. Who knows if she would have survived. But God knew how fast his tumor was growing and he was the one who created these episodes to happen so that it would be detected in time. The second example that just proves God's omniscience happened before any of this even began. I was having devotions, and this was back in the summer of 2022, before I even had any episodes occur. I was reading in my devotional time, Psalm 91, and I was zeroing in on verses three and four. And if you get a chance, read the entire chapter because it's just incredible. And every part of that chapter has applied to me during this whole situation. But here's verses three and four. It says, for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. (laughs) I remember kind of gasping and asking aloud, what are you saying, Lord? Are you saying I have cancer? Because that's the first thing I thought of. But I went ahead and I wrote this passage in my journal. I read it over it for a few days, wondering what it meant, but soon forgot about it. Several months before my brain surgery last year in 2023, I ran across this passage in my devotional journal and I stopped dead in my tracks. It hit me that this was God telling me what was going to happen before any of us even knew, before I was even diagnosed with a meningioma. 
God knew and was forewarning me along with promising me he would help in some way to protect me from deadly disease. And we know what that was now. He took it off the vein. I remember clinging to these verses, not telling too many people about God giving me this passage because I kind of doubted myself and thought maybe I was reading more into this and maybe that wasn't what God meant at all. Until Sunday evening, May 7th, two days before my first brain surgery was to be, you wouldn't believe what I received in text from my mom. She sent me a text saying, hey, here's a passage that I've always found comfort in. And guess what passage of scripture it was? Psalm 91. Folks, that isn't a coincidence. That was the hand of God working to remind me that he would take care of this tumor and do what the doctors couldn't. Yet Lennox had not told her mom about this. Carol didn't know that God had given her that passage before all these things began. That is God. And Sunday evening, May 7th, two days before her surgery, God always does what he says. Just like Psalm 145.13 says, the Lord always keeps his promises and is gracious in all he does. God reminded Lennox he was going to save her from deadly disease. God paired us up with our brilliant surgeon, Dr. Anya Pollock, who did an awesome job along with her staff, and God did the rest. God did what man could not. Yeah. During this whole period, 2023, I truly saw the Church of God come together like I had never, ever witnessed in my life. I watched God move in a mighty way because of it, and it began with my own home church, where our church's prayer team prayed over me and anointed me to support from our Sunday school class to our men's group praying with Dietrich one Saturday morning to our pastor, Marty, Pastor Marty, anointing Dietrich and my stead with many fellow believers who attended there gathering around. And then it spread to churches all through the Dayton area because of my Christian co-workers, my students and friends who were asking their churches to pray as well, and Dietrich's co-workers. I saw Reynoldsburg Nazarene, the church I grew up in as a teen, and where my mom and sister now attend, praying and asking for God's healing, my family being anointed for me. People from all over Columbus, the Circleville area, pretty much the entire state of Ohio joined in that prayer. And it didn't stop there because the churches in Florida got wind and began to pray. I saw on social media, many across the United States lift us up in prayers. People who I knew were united in praying. And yes, even outside of our country, all the way to Great Britain, because we had a a lady in our church, her sister lived there in Great Britain. And she told us that her sister was praying. The church came together and wrapped its arms around us. And people I didn't even know were sending prayers and cards, gifts, and best wishes. The saints of God rocked heaven with their actions. And we were showered with love and encouragement so much that our hearts just overflowed with joy through those who sacrificed to help us after all three surgeries by bringing meals, staying with me and helping at the house. I saw God do something amazing through his church. You know that verse in John that says, and they, being the people outside the church, shall know him, God Almighty, 
by how much they, the believers, love. I saw that verse come alive, and I have been in church all my life. I've been in every kind of ministry you can think of and never have witnessed something of this magnitude before, that God took two ordinary people and elevated us to a place of honor, held us high above the church of believers, and restored his joy in our hearts, and is now in the process of giving us double for the trouble, just like he did for the Israelites in Isaiah chapter 61. You see, in that chapter, Israel had suffered and was mocked and ridiculed, rejected by surrounding nations and its enemies, and God promised them he would restore them double for the trouble, and he did just that. God is doing that for Dietrich and me too. Two individuals who have suffered. We've even been rejected by some around us, but God raised us up, held us high above all, honoring us through the actions of his church, giving us his divine healing and promising to give us double for the trouble, just like Israel. I don't know what my future will be, but I did promise I would be a voice for him through all of it. And I stand in awe of our God and his goodness. I choose to praise him and him alone. And this same God who we read in biblical times who performed miracles, is still alive. And he is still a healer in 2024. Now, if you liked this testimony, we need your help to share it, to spread it, to have someone come to our website, to our podcast platforms and listen to it. You'll help us get the word out there. And if you go to a local church around Ohio, You want to invite us to come? We would love to speak at your church and share this testimony. Until Until next time, time, my fellow fellow traders. traders.